Welcome to another episode of The Russia Guy. Today is Sunday, October 15th, and I'm going to talk about just one thing right now, and that is a new interview with a ex-member, a supposed ex-member of the infamous Troll Factory in St. Petersburg, the Internet Research Agency. So today, Doge released an interview with one of the former employees at the Internet Research Agency, the so-called Troll Factory, that uh, was for a long time located at 55 Sivushkina in St. Petersburg. And he apparently spent about a year and a half working there. Uh, we don't know his name. Doge just identifies him as Maxime, but they say that, that they invented that name, you know, to disguise his identity. And... I have to say that, I mean, it's a very interesting interview. Um, if you if you can read it, it's behind a paywall, but they put you know, a good amount of it in the public domain, or in the, not the public domain, but in the public space. So if you just go to their website, you can read the, um, you know, the entirety of the interview. Or not, sorry, you can read not the entirety, but you can, you can get a good idea of what it's about. And then on Medusa, we published an English language summary of the full text. And so that's available in English if you don't speak Russian, or if you don't have a uh, subscription to Dost. Um Now, main takeaways, I would say that it, you, you come away seeing that the, the IRA, um, not the Irish Republican Army, but the Internet Research Agency, seems like it was a pretty sizable outfit. This guy says that he worked at the foreign desk where they apparently targeted... Um, American newspapers, it seems like, and media outlets, and they seems like they were focused on the comment sections for these websites. Now, was, he, he also cited a, a Facebook desk. Now, I don't know if that means that he wasn't doing any comments on Facebook itself, and so he was limited to comments on news media websites in the comment sections, and he wasn't going to Facebook and Twitter and all those other things for the same outlets, because obviously the New York Times has, you know, tons of... Uh, of social media pages where readers can comment. So that wasn't entirely clear to me, but probably he was also active when he was also working on, on the social media platforms like Facebook and so on. I, I just assumed that, that he was all over the place targeting. Maybe, maybe he was only working on particular media outlets, but I would assume he was on different platforms, but it's not 100% clear from the Doge interview as I read it. But at any rate, uh, he said there were 200 people working in his, on, on the foreign desk with him. He was one of 200 people. And he, he keeps he talks about various levels of management, and apparently they hire people to monitor the employees themselves to make sure that they're not uh, revealing their, their Russian-ness in any of their Internet activities. So they've got all this quality control stuff happening, um, or at least it, it did until um, kind of mid or early 2015 when he says the whole thing kind of went... He doesn't say it went belly up, but they started having leaks... Uh, employees started, some, some people started speaking to journalists, to Russian journalists, and so he says they kind of cleaned house. And so his insights basically end in early 2015. That's when he left the organization. And so we don't really get an idea of what they did, uh, how, what their activities were during the campaign itself. Now, there, were, there was obviously some campaign activity as early as early 2015, but it wasn't really underway yet. And so that's a serious limitation of this interview. And so, you know, when you read either the original text or the English summary on Medusa, bear in mind that this guy only knows so much. Um, but 
but uh, some interesting one of the interesting things that uh, he that he says, and I mentioned this before, he he's, he keeps referring to these various desks within the IRA, and he talks about an analytics desk where they uh, apparently would basically have a spreadsheet where they would have hyperlinks for various articles, and then they would have these summaries of the sorts of arguments that the kind of shock troops were meant to make when you know, hitting the ground on the internet and uh, leaving the comments, the actual comments themselves. And so there was, there was, there, they, you know, they micromanaged this. They had various stages of, you know, they would, there'd be the analytics desk that would decide uh, what the trolling comments should say, but they weren't the people that actually wrote them. That was up to a whole different group of people, this foreign desk, apparently, of 200 people. And they worked in these 12-hour shifts. You'd work two days in a row, and then you'd have two days off. And then you'd have two to, you'd, that was the cycle. And they made, uh, how much did they make? About 50, they made 50,000 rubles, which is about 870. And there were these 200 employees working 12-hour shifts, the two and two days on, two days off schedule. Um, and that was, that was how his desk, the foreign desk worked. And, you know, who knows how much the managers earned and whether they paid different desks more money. Maybe analytics people got more money. Maybe the, uh, you know, the domestic desk got less money. Not entirely clear. But they also had all these seminars and lectures it sounds like where they would basically teach the staff about various american political issues so that when they were you know going online to try to sow dissent and and uh, incite people to partisan politics they knew the buttons to push now again this sort of stuff's pretty basic um you know you wouldn't have to give me any lectures to go online and figure out how to screw with people but you know still they're they, they made a, a pretty concerted effort to to get under the skin of Americans and understand what makes them tick and what makes them get ticked off. I will say that uh, for all that sophistication and all that micromanaging and, and uh, infrastructure, they, they didn't seem to, I mean, it's nothing like what we're seeing uh, in the CNN reports about, you know, all this in- incredible targeted advertising and, and all this elaborate multi-platform approach. I mean, this guy's job, as far as he tells it, was to go on websites and maybe social media platforms and leave comments, right? He was, they educated him on the sort of grand, large ideas that people disagree about, LGBT rights, uh, gun rights, tax policies, that kind of thing. But he doesn't have, he doesn't give any insight into any sophisticated targeting. And this is something that I think for people that are familiar with what we know about the Internet Research Agency, it doesn't. It, it, they 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 put a lot of work into the manpower, but there's there's not a whole lot of uh, evidence that they were incredibly sophisticated. And I think in, in how they actually trolled people. Now, I suppose you could disagree with that. You could say that all of the the education seminar, what have you, uh, was actually quite sophisticated. Now, I'm not sure I believe that. They, they had Excel spreadsheets. Maybe that's sophisticated. But again. All the, as far as we know, this, the Excel sheets just had hyperlinks to news stories and then the kinds of trolling that were supposed to happen with those stories. Um, and I don't know if they were supposed to share those links and use it to troll people or if they were supposed to you know, find people talking about those stories and troll people, whatever it was. This is not, this is not rocket science sort of stuff. And so I, while it's interesting to, see, to get another glimpse into the IRA, it's dated. And so it's, we're getting insights or revelations from somebody who was there you know, two years ago, more than two years ago. And we've already heard from people like, I think, Yulia Shevchuk, if I'm getting her name right, 
was another one of these people that that worked there not for a year and a half but for some for three months or so and um and you know then she left and she she gave tell-all interviews and she said basically the same thing that we're hearing from from maxime um which is that you know they 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 divided labor and they commented on things on social media and on websites there were two things that that i hadn't heard before in this interview and the the first one was that uh the ira apparently that they they operate this special facebook desk that that contests whenever some of their accounts are banned and apparently they've contested some of them successfully now it's not entirely clear what they what they've told facebook in order to gain back access to some of these accounts but according to max he said that they cite the constitution and insist that what they're doing is uh you know their genuine activism and They've said that they have a right to free speech and that, according to Max, they've sometimes reinstated some of the accounts that have been flagged as troll accounts. Now, I'm not sure how exactly that works because uh, he says that they you know, admit to being trolls, but that they believe what they're doing. Now, that doesn't make any sense because if you're a troll, you don't believe what you're doing. Um, at least that's not how trolls are traditionally understood. And if the accounts are fake, Facebook wouldn't reinstate them because they have a policy against fake accounts. So I'm not entirely sure how they've managed to get some of their accounts reinstated but he says they did it with some and so either they're lying or they have some accounts that are real that's not entirely clear but that was something i had not heard before another thing he says is that the internet research agency had they maintained what what he called a secret department and he said that they sent staff to the united states for undisclosed tasks tasks and they would come back with stories about people they met and it's it seemed as though that those encounters and that on the ground uh, information gathering is something that they would then sort of feed back to the uh, the agency by in the form of lectures as a way of keeping the staff educated about sort of the goings on in American public discourse and discourse on the ground. So I don't know. That's not a terribly nefarious uh, undisclosed task, but uh, that's how I understood it based on the interview. Maybe they were up to something even more nefarious. You know, the obvious. The worst case scenario is that they were meeting with the Trump campaign and plotting, you know, how to <laughs> how to take down uh, Hillary Clinton and so on. Hey, 